And one of the greatest challenges I see with people who attempt to jump into real estate investing is the lack of true mentorship. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. I'm so excited to share this amazing guest with you today. Chito Johnson is an accomplished real estate broker who specializes in teaching others how to create a generational wealth through principles of real estate, investing, and entrepreneurship. As a licensed broker in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and Minnesota, his stellar career spans over 20 years and boasts involvement in over 1,000 real estate transactions. As CEO of Atlanta-based brokerage, Buy and Sell Inc., Keto has been dubbed the guy to know in circles ranging from community leaders to elite investors. And what I love about today's conversation is that you'll see how Kito has aligned who he really is in what he does every day by sharing what he has learned with everyone he comes across. He just recently released his first book. uh, So you got to check that out. If you're really looking for a toolkit that helps you understand strategies, simple strategies, and how to get into action in real estate. He is a devoted family man and shares an amazing story about how he recently surprised his kids. And I can't tell you just how much I enjoyed this conversation. So I'm so excited to share it with all of you. Welcome to your Badass Journey podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest, Kito Johnson from the Atlanta area. And I had to have him on the show because this man, has created such a real estate buzz and is building an amazing company and wanted to share his journey with you because I think it's worth hearing. A lot of the times you feel like in the real estate market, it's an overnight success, which is not. And so Kito, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's my pleasure to be here. I love it. I am um, excited for listeners to hear your journey? Like, how did you get to where you are today running your business? Like, what got you into real estate? How did you decide this was the field for you? So tell us a little bit about that journey you went through. Okay, awesome. So I it's interesting because I've always uh, been passionate about, about real estate uh, yeah, as a kid. Now, it helped that I grew up with a father uh, who was very entrepreneurial and had uh, experience in construction. He owned a general contracting company. He had built some homes uh, in the in the past, but by the time I came along, he was doing more commercial construction. Uh, but that entrepreneurship vibe was always in our home. Mm. And so I remember growing up and getting to a point where it was time for me to get my, my license to drive. And I, I joke about this now because I have a son who just got his license a few months ago. And so I, for, for two years, he counted down first year till he got his permit. And said, 
literally to the day, you know, you got to check me out of school early, dad. I'm going to get my permit. You got to check me out of school early. I'm going to get my license. Yeah. I remember being just like that uh, when I was his age. But the, the interesting thing was once I got my license and my friends were licensed to drive, they were going to, to the movies and to Six Flags Great America and Whitewater. And they were, they were hanging out at the mall. And I was driving through neighborhoods looking at new construction and walking through houses and uh, admiring the architecture and things of that nature. So I've always been passionate about real estate. And it wasn't until I was 20, about 20 years old, and I was sitting uh, on the sofa watching or flipping through the channels trying to find something to watch. And uh, I came across a lady by the name of Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah had a guy sitting on her couch named Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. And Robert Kiyosaki was talking about his then new release, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I went out and I bought the book and I read it from cover to cover in about three days, which for me is amazing because I'm that guy that buys the book. I have every book. Mm-hmm. three or four pages in each one of them. <laughs> yes. More like, I, I can speak to that too. I have the same syndrome. <laughs> yeah, they're more like reference materials. If I, if I need to know something, I'm like, I think I got a book that talks about that. <laughs> I'll go find it. <laughs> um, but I, I bought Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read it from cover to cover in a few days. And I thought, wow, I think uh, this might be something I could do. And um you know, as they say, the rest is history. A few a few weeks after reading that book, I found myself walking through Kroger and I ran into a guy who was a real estate agent and also investor. And it was just, just uh, bumped into him. We ended up talking. I told him about my reading the book and he ended up becoming a mentor to me Fantastic. Um, at, at 20 years old. Now, were you at school at the time? Were you, what were you focused on as you were trying to discover, you know, this this genre of life, right? Like, what was it? Uh, I was really confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was confused because I always felt the the entrepreneurship drive. My my dad was always an entrepreneur. Uh, my mom, um, and he still is. And my mom, on the other hand, is very conservative. She just mm. uh, she just retired rather from working uh, at the postal service um, mm-hmm. for about thirty years. My mom never took a day off. She had so many uh, sick days and vacation days saved that she stopped working 14 months before she actually retired just to wow. use sick days. And then she had about three months worth of retirement that she got in a lump sum. She never took off. So she was very, very conservative, very strong work ethic. Yeah. And so I grew up hearing her say, son, go to, you know, go to school. Right, go to college, yeah. good job, find yourself the stable. And then I have my dad on the other hand saying, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is the path. Right. And so I was and doing then you more. had the Robert Kiyosaki angel in your life showing you the difference between the two. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I found myself uh, working alongside my father in his business. At that point, he was managing everything outside of the office. I was managing every, everything inside mm-hmm. of the office. In fact, uh, in high school, my last two years of high school, I exited, did, have, did the work exit program. So I went half a day to high school and worked the rest of the day in the office. So I was doing that, but also 
trying to go to school. So in the evenings, I was trying to do, you know, the right thing. Right? Yeah, the traditional so, route. Yeah. The, the traditional route. And I mm-hmm. did that for about a year and a half and uh, realized that it, that at least at that point, I later on went and finished my degree, but at least at that point, that was not where, what my path was to be. Sure. So stopped going to school traditionally, began working full time with my dad. So when, when uh, the housing thing came up and the book came up, I, I had I had the courage that I needed to be able to step out and to to do some things that maybe the next person might not have been able to do um, because of whatever going on in their lives. So, well, I also feel like in your twenties, those are the times to take risks. You know, you don't have much that you've built up to lose, and there's also this exploration that should be happening at that time, right? So the fact that you were trying, you were trying it all. You were trying traditional. You were trying entrepreneurial. You were learning your methods along the way you were being true to your style because that's the other thing too it's you know traditional education does not work for everybody and definitely now because there's so many methods of earning and creating income and career life that it is really there's a lot of disruption happening in the ed- in education traditional education it's almost like the faster you can get it the better because you need to get out and get experience right? Yeah. And so for you to find a model, tell me a little bit about what happened next. So you decided to go into real estate and you found this mentor. Was that person groomed, groomed you into getting your license? Like what happened next? So at the time I, I had just prior to coming across the show, uh, Oprah and hearing of Robert Kiyosaki, I had uh, I was engaged to be married. I lived at home with my parents and I knew for whatever reason, I always knew I'd didn't want to to rent. Uh, I was always looking for a place. So I stayed at home with my parents. And then when I got engaged, I went to find a house. um, And I heard through a friend of a friend, unfortunately, of somebody that was getting evicted. Mm. (laughs) And when I found out about that, I don't know why. A lot of the things that I I look back on my journey, a lot of the things I just stumbled into ended up being the things that made the greatest difference in my life. And a lot of those things are things, principles and strategies that I teach now. So I don't know how I knew to uh, consider. Now, this is before for the book. So I don't know how I knew to consider that if a person was getting evicted, there was probably a landlord somewhere tired of having rental property. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how I knew to go to the... Because you would have been exhausted. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you were that landlord, right? You probably you have I because I've met you. I know your empathy and like that side of you, so I could totally see how you'd want to solve that problem. Yeah, and, and then you know figure out a solution that actually benefits everyone. So sorry. Yeah. Then you went to the courthouse. You said I, I don't know how I knew to go to the courthouse to find out who the owner was. Um, the, the internet. We we do all this on the internet now, but at the right, time, right, right. Um, I had to go to the courthouse, pull the records to find out who the owner was. You know, at the time, 411 directory assistance was the route. So I dialed 411, <laughs> gave him the guy's name and the city and state he lived in, got his phone number. Wow. Called him and said, hey, I hear you have a property that just came available and I'm interested in purchasing it as is. And he said to me, if you're serious, you need to go over right now, take a look. Give me a price because my contractor is scheduled to start renovations immediately. So I go over, I take a look at the property, I call him back. I say, will you take $76,000 for the house? 
And uh, and he said, yes, uh, I went to get a traditional mortgage and to find out that the house was in such disrepair that it didn't qualify. So I went back to the guy and this is when I negotiated what I now teach as a as a lease purchase or a lease option. So I went back to the guy and I said, hey, would you give me six months to take possession of this house? I'll renovate it. And in six months, I'll get a traditional loan and close close the deal. And he agreed. And that's exactly what I did. Six months later, went through the process, renovated. The house was in such disrepair that I was standing in the kitchen talking to my dad and he fell through the floor. And he ended up, we ended up speaking, I'm upstairs and he's in the basement looking up, talking to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thankful. It's okay, right? Like yeah. nothing happened, falling through the floor. You see that in movies and then you wonder, is it for real? Yes, so for I real. can't believe that happened to you. That's okay. <laughs> You're yes, that bad. He's solid. He's <laughs> yes. <laughs> Being a construction uh, site person too, he's uh, familiar, I'm sure, with all of the majors. That's, a, that's wild. Yeah. 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 So six months, we got the loan, qualified to move in the house. I just, just gotten married. We move in together. And then you fast forward another six months or so, and that's when I see Oprah. And that's when I hear Robert Kiyosaki. So when I'm three weeks after that in the grocery store and I meet this guy named Chris, uh, I'm telling him, like, I just read this book, but I also just bought and renovated this house. And he said, Keto, I'll tell you what, if you let me help you find a tenant, uh, if you let me represent you in buying your next house, I will find a tenant and manage that property for you free. And I thought, wow, okay. And so I did that. And long story short, that put me on the path to where my initial strategy was uh, every two years, I was, I was buying a property. I'd live in it for two years. Uh, I would uh, rent it out for two years. And then I would, uh, every two years I was moving. But at the same time, every two to four years, I was capitalizing on capital gains, uh, free income. So because I held these houses four to four and a half years, after living in them too, all the profit I could take tax-free. And I did that and I began to roll that into multiple property. And that's, that's really, that was the initial strategy that, that I did. That's beautiful. And it, it is so, um, it requires so much consistency, it sounds like too, to really make it work. And I'm curious, like as you now have grown into this business that you manage and build out, I wonder, you know, do you feel that that same opportunity you had that you built is still available to people today to continue to do? Because the market, in my mind, especially with the 2008 crash and, and the, you know, people feeling skittish about real estate in general, you see a lot more renters in the game versus buyers. It feels like there's um, a threshold of of income you have to have. And I know you're in the Atlanta market, you know, and you also are certified, uh, sorry, licensed in other states as well. But mm-hmm. it, I'm curious, you know, what advice or thoughts do you have, you know, about how someone approaches the market today and is how you got started something that's still available for others to leverage? I think absolutely, yes. That is still a very viable strategy. Um, the, there are many people that are now, even if you don't want to be a full-time investor, like just just think from an investing perspective when you go to buy your primary residence, you know, look for something that has upside potential or that needs you know 
what I call, if nothing else, a lipstick rehab, something that needs carpet and paint and what, that would add tre- tremendous value. But look for something that you can that you can purchase to add value and just just know that as you add that value that, you know, if you live in that property two years, the at the moment, the capital gains law says if you sell it with it, you have to live in it two of the previous five years. So you can we call it house hacking. So you move in it, you you live there and you pull the equity out, the cash out by selling it. And you, you put that in the next property. Another thing that uh that I think is an awesome opportunity for those. Um, and two, it, it depends on your, your, everybody's circumstances different, your family size, et cetera. But there's an amazing opportunity. Like I mentor a lot of uh, younger, younger persons, college students, et cetera. There's an amazing opportunity to purchase a duplex or, or a triplex or a quadruplex. Anything four units or less is considered a single family um, from a lending perspective, you can get an FHA or conventional loan. So you buy um, something with four, th- two, three, or four units. You live in one absolutely free because your other occupants or tenants are going to pay the mortgage and then some for you. So um, that's still a very viable opportunity. I have a guy that uh, graduated Morehouse College. He was at the top of his class. He took a job at Deloitte. Uh, he was traveling a um, year and a half after graduation. And now fast forward the next year and a half, he's been out of school three years. He just quit his job at Deloitte. We were talking two days ago and he says his passive income is about $7,000 a month. And he started with buying a duplex and then he got a quadruplex, right? And then he bought another house. And that has happened literally for him in less than two years. He was able to quit his job. He's 25 years old. Do you find that it's always the first one? Because that's amazing uh, with what he's doing at 25. And, it, and it's so possible for other people to figure out that path for them. But do you find like that it is something I know you educate on and I know you you train people on. But does it take a certain you know personality or or you know energy to go for it? It takes someone who's teachable. That, that's that's really all it takes. It, you, you have to be teachable, you have to be coachable, uh, and you have to be willing to follow a process. So a lot, and one of the greatest challenges I see with people who attempt to jump into real estate investing is the lack of true mentorship. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who are educated, uh, self-educated, YouTube educated, Right. Um, and yeah. all, all of that is great. But most people that, sh- that end up coming to me or into one of my training sessions are people that have heard a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person and a little bit. And they're trying to piece all of this together. And while the strategies are the same or maybe the same, the mode of, of going after or walking into that strategy may be a bit different. So this mentor is telling you to do this, and this mentor is telling you to do that, and this YouTube video tells you to do that. Right. People that try to jump into this space, uh, there are a lot that are undereducated, but most of them are overeducated. They know so much. They don't know where to start. Yeah, the overwhelm kicks in, right? Yeah. Because I I always tell folks that I coach them through overwhelm. It's, you know, you have to figure out a way to prioritize what means the most to you right now Mm -hmm. and how to jump into action to achieve that one thing. 
Because, yeah. you know, when you, you're right, like we're inundated with information from all sources. And so how do you validate it? The only way really people validate things is trying it themselves to see what right. fits for them best, right? right? And it's that first step. It's that first action. And uh, I can only imagine your programs being able to not only show them a path, but it sounds like the mentorship, the guidance, the consistency and meeting and mm-hmm. the, saying the same thing, showing them this lead by example. I'm curious, you know, as your own even individual leadership style, because now you've built this huge organization of, you know, top notch individuals and you have to lead them. You know, so I'm curious if you were to describe your leadership style or if someone were to describe you, you know, what would they say? What would what would be the things that you would hope they walk away with? But also what would what do you think they're saying about you? Well, I'd hope I'd hope that they would define me as a transformational leader, as one who is really sincere about the end goal for them. And not just throwing strategy to say, here, do this and do that. But let's look at why we do this and do that. Or why, what, what things in your life have caused you to be where you are now. So that, because I, I can tell you how to go out and buy a house and, you know, flip it. That, but if there's some mindset issues we need to deal with, let's talk about that. Uh, I would hope that, that those who, who know me would say that I, that I really want what's best for them. And as a leader, sometimes that means saying, this is not the right time for this or saying, don't do X, Y, Z. The guy that I just mentioned, he, he wanted to quit his job some time ago. Uh, he could have done it really after seven or eight months. I said, no, it's not time yet. So when you have a leader that really wants what's best for your life, submit to that and allow the, their knowledge, their wisdom, their expertise to guide you in a direction sometimes that you don't know that you even need to go in. Right. Uh, just, just, just submit to that process. But I, I'd hope and think that they would say that, that at the end of the day, whether I liked what Keto said or not, whether <laughs> I liked how he said it or not, I know he's got my back. Yeah. It's best for me. Yeah, I find that in my practice and as as I, because um, I walk alongside, that's what I say. I'm here to walk alongside you. It's not, I'm not here to pull you or like, you know, push you. Like at sometimes I will, I will have strong suggestions. But it's ultimately for me to transpose uh, a leader, a leadership quality onto others and feel like they can trust in it. It's the fact that I can stand alongside them, which sounds like it was what you do, be mm-hmm. the guide when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that sounding board, you know, so that the mindset comes correct in order to make actions that speak well to that individual. Cause like you said, we show up with so much that we've been exposed to, so yeah. many different experiences, beliefs, methods, you know, it's just like it swims. And then yeah. we have to figure out the time to who are we, you know, and how do we want to stand up as individuals? And then like, what's the impact that we want to have with everyone else? And so right. I love that that's the transformational leadership is how you choose to lead because it does. And I've seen it, you know, I, I've, I, as I, as I observe <laughs> your mm-hmm. work and, and the influence you have, not only in your community, um, you know, also how you lead your family and, mm-hmm. and the opportunities you provide, it does show up. So I'm sure people are saying that about you um, mm-hmm. because I'm observing it from a distance, you know, <laughs> yeah. wow. great. what I want also, um, I would love to touch on too, because you love to have fun also. 
And I remember when we met, you shared a story with me on how you surprised your kids with your um, a big surprise that you did. So I'd love for you to share that too, because I think people need to understand like, yeah, there's a hustle and yeah, you know, you work hard, but then if you can figure out the play hard part and the, like how you reap the benefits and and celebrate those achievements, would you mind sharing with our listeners what you recently did with your family? Yeah, sure thing. So my kids, they're very involved in, in my business. Uh, All of my all of my clients, mentees, even my coaches, they, they know my kids and they know them well. Uh, I'm a single dad and have been since 2008. And they are with me everywhere. They're, you know, throughout in the summers, they're sitting in the corner somewhere in my business meetings. Uh, so my son, he knows all of my logins and passwords. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, you know, a whole nother story. He's, he sold his first house. He was like 14 amazing that's, that's another story but he he uh so he goes online and he looks at listings and things of that nature well we have been talking about uh moving we've really been talking about moving for a couple of years uh but the thing was we wanted to stay in our uh area we enjoyed the area and they really enjoyed their schools and uh it's just not a lot that comes on the market really in our area and when it does it goes fast plus to mention not to mention that that their father is an investor. So if he doesn't see a deal, he's not going to buy it. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so this house, uh, this house came available and my son brought it to me. He's like, dad, it's a new listing and it's in our area. And so we, we went to look at the property. I submitted an offer. I submitted an investor offer. <laughs> uh-huh. right? And so long story short, when they looked at the offers, this was November of last year, when they looked at the offers, they came back and they said, uh, Keto, we got 15 offers on this property and you weren't even in the top three. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. So I said, okay. So um, they, the listing went pending online. Every day, my son's logging in, looking at the listing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, the middle of November, all the way to like the middle of December, it's still showing pending. So hmm. every few days, my son would say, dad, why don't you call the people and see what's going on? Maybe, you know, maybe very persistent, right? Yes, yes. Um, so uh, finally, unbeknownst to him, I did call about mid- mid-December. I called him and I said, hey, you know, what's going on with this, uh, this property? And the agent said, well, the person who's buying it is an investor. He's going to fix it and flip it. And I said, well, I'm an investor too. I'd like to buy it from you as is when you close on it. Mm. This was mid-December. They called me like the 2nd or 3rd of January and said, uh, we're closing in two days. If you want it, uh, you need to be at the closing table with cash. (laughs) Or two, three days, right? So we worked it out. So I show up at the closing table, buy the house in January. And I renovate it in secret. January, February, March, April, toward the end of May, I finally finished this renovation. My daughter's birthday was June the 2nd. Uh, And my daughter knew that she was having uh, a swim party, but she didn't know where the swim party was going to be. So it was a secret swim party. Uh, Well, the house I bought has a pool in the backyard. So I literally surprised them with the house the day before the pool party, the day before her birthday. 
And uh, they were absolutely elated. And she walks through the house and they're both screaming and yelling and look in the backyard. And she says, is this where my pool party's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. So it was it was a very amazing, amazing experience. It was hard renovating behind their back because mm-hmm. you know, they're with me everywhere. So I'd have to figure out reasons to leave them at home. And why right. can't I go with you? And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful because it's like gifting them your craft as well. You know, like that's your world and your son's obviously part of it. Your daughter's learning it too. But like, I mean, I just, when, when, when I heard the story for the first time and, and um, not in this much detail, obviously, but like just the fact that as a single dad Mm -hmm. to gift your children, such an experience is just so beautiful because that's again, how you lead by example, you know, and, and show up in the world. And, and when you see your colleagues, see you doing that for your family, I can only imagine again, like how that had a ripple effect, right? Like there, that is so beautiful. And I know all the memories that are being created in that home too, but that's just awesome. And I'm glad, thank you for sharing that story because it's so needed, you know, to hear like how you actually translate when you work so hard to achieve so much and have the possibility to yeah. create these experiences for those you love. Yeah. It's so, it's just so needed. And, and it's a beautiful example of how you lead in life, which, which, you know, I love. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) So tell me a little bit now, where is your focus? You know, I know you have a book coming out. And um, so tell us a little bit about the book and then also what you're focused on for your own personal growth. You know, where are you headed? Sure. So the the book is called Real Estate Wealth and it's uh, how to remove the guesswork from investing and create a six-figure strategy. I created or wrote this book because it, like I said earlier, there are a lot of people that come to me that are just kind of all over the place. And most people know that real estate is, even if that's not the thing you do, most people know that they need to be involved in the space in some way, if not actively, then then passively in some way. If, If at the bare minimum, you need to own the place you live in. So most people understand that, but a lot of times people come to me and they, they just don't know where to start, right? They, most people, and I, I said like this, real estate investing is not a one size fits all thing, right? Most people define real estate investing based on what they know somebody else did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, HGTV is hot now, all these flipping shows, right? So a lot of times you mention investing to people and they assume that real estate investing, that the sum total of it is buying a house, fixing it up, reselling it for profit. Or if an individual has a, uh, maybe a grandparent or uncle or a parent who has rental property, they hear real estate investing, they automatically assume, okay, that's being a landlord, buying property and holding it. But those are just two of many, many different strategies. So what this book does is it, is it takes a person through what I call um, the, the big three questions first. You ask yourself, what is, what is your time like? What is your money like? What is your credit like? And then based on how you answer those questions, then we talk about the strategies that fit your answers. So mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong answer. You can have none of the above or little, a little of the above. But based on how you answer those questions, then we say, okay, this is the strategy where you should consider starting your journey. 
um, based on your current circumstance or situation. And I think that's where a lot of people miss it in the industry and where a lot of quote unquote gurus miss it in teaching because you have to have a tailor-made strategy for you and your life. And yes. that's, that's, that's my overarching goal with the book, Real Estate Wealth. What, where do I start? Where do you start? And what are the steps to take now that you've answered those questions? I think that's great because the practical knowledge is what's key. Like you said, there's all this information you're being inundated with out there. And, and then you're also observing all other people. You don't know what their circumstance is behind the scenes. You know, yes. you don't know how they got there. And really that guiding light of, of journey mapping for you, right? Yes. Like your personal strategic method of how you figure out you know, aligning what you love with what you do and making that impact of income come through mm-hmm. so that you can expand your reach is beautiful. And I love that you're putting a toolkit together mm-hmm. for people because it's so needed. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's how I operate too, mind-wise too. It's like, it, how can I make this easier for someone else to understand so that it just, they just get it and move forward. Right, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. so... I love that that's coming out. And when is it coming? Is it out already? I can't remember. Actually, it is out. We just came out two weeks ago. So Uh it debuted at number six on the Amazon bestsellers list. And within an hour, it was it was number one in two different categories. Great. Excited about the momentum with the book and just uh, the the way that people have have received it and already began to uh, apply the information. So it's amazing. That's amazing. And, and um, I know that you do consistent events and training and, you know, where people can actually come meet with you and get guidance from your team, you know, so tell, tell folks a little bit about that as well. Sure. So all of my uh, events, et cetera, there, you can find them on my website, Keto, that's K-I-T-O, KetoJJohnson.com. Uh, but on a regular basis, so every second Tuesday, I have a free meetup that happens in my office during the day. So it's over the lunch hour, 11.30 a.m. until 1 p.m. Every month, there's a different real estate topic. Um, I'm either interviewing someone or hosting a panel discussion. And then there are times also that, that I'm teaching the class based on whatever, whatever the topic is. So I've done that for, for about three years. And I never thought that, you know, I, my goal was to give back. But I never thought that so many people would respond the way that they have. There's We've had as many as 70 people jammed in my office for lunch and they drive on a consistent basis. They drive in. Well, actually, I just heard recently. I, normally, I'd say they drive in 40, 50 miles away. But I had a lady that came to the very last meeting we had that drove in from Charlotte. She drove in four hours to the meeting. I had uh-huh. this particular month. I had another meeting the following Saturday. She drove back home that, that night, came back that Saturday. And then she signed up for a mentoring program where she'll potentially come in once a week uh, for six months or for six, 16 weeks through the Shadow Me mentoring program that I have. So it's, I often say, you know, this, this type, the type of information I provide is readily available. Uh, but I tell people, even when it comes to, lead, to leadership, um, if you're looking for coaching, if you're looking for development, your question needs to be, Who's the coach for me? Because there's a lot of coaches out there. Who's the one, like you said, that's going to walk alongside me? Who's going to get me? And I think that's what people, you know, th- those who connect with me, I think in some way or another, they they feel safe to connect. Yeah. 
And that's what folks look for too, is connection, understanding, yeah. safety, yeah. and the freedom to choose. You know, yeah. like those are literally our guiding values and the undertone of everything we do. And if you can create that environment that they can trust, yes. that's consistent, yes. you know, that leads by example. It's not like, you know, all these veils that you have yeah. to look through, right? I mean, that's that's a winning business model. And it's also a very aligned with who you are like in your soul, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. It, so it's beautiful that you're able to construct it in a way and continue to evolve your business and your offering and your impact, you know, that speaks to your needs too, mm-hmm. you know? So I, um, I think that's awesome. And I, I have no doubt people are going to drive to come learn from you. And, um, and I'm sure you'll end up doing some sort of digital broadcasting in time so that you can reach more right. people, <laughs> you know, right. the Keto Johnson show right. <laughs> <laughs> coming up, you know, <laughs> so they can benefit. I mean, there's so many ways to assist people these days. So it's really beautiful that um, you're exploring all of them to expand your reach, you know, to get all the way up to Charlotte's awesome. And yeah. I know it's going to go even further than that. You know, <laughs> hopefully somebody from HGTV is watching right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Or listening up and they're going to reach out. Right. It is so, yes, it is. It is something that it's, it's not just about the dollars in the bank. You right. know, like you could really look at real estate that way and be very flat about it. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, you have led by example that if you take it a step further and look at it as impact mm-hmm. and impact growth and consistent yeah. growth, yeah. then it's not just about that, that bottom line, you yeah, know? Absolutely. So it's, it's a beautiful um, journey and it's, I know it's like, this is one of your jumping off points, right? So when we have a follow-up call right, <laughs> or right. interview or whatever you want to call our conversation, you know, it's just going to be, and this is what I learned between that call and this one, and this is where it's at, and this is what yeah. I'm offering because you're constantly in that motion, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we close out today's conversation, you know, one question I'd love to ask. Well, first, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for sharing your greatness with me. And, and you are such a badass in your your all walk, all arenas that you play within. So I just want to acknowledge for you for putting yourself out there and not and not keeping it all to yourself and helping so many people walk alongside you you know yeah. like it, it's a it's beautiful to see you in action but also know the impact you have yeah. and um for those who want to connect with you you mentioned your website is there any other way that you would like folks to connect with you follow you you know just so that they know Sure. So I'm Keto J. Johnson everywhere. So I'm <laughs> Keto J. Johnson on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and of course, the website again is ketojjohnson.com. So I'm pretty easy easy to find. It's not a lot of ketos, I don't think. So uh, I'm pretty easy to find. But And you, you have a guide, I think, too, on your site that people get you know, for free if they sign up or something. I think I saw that. Yes. So if you go to ketojjohnson.com, you can, uh, you can download a free resource that I've put together called um, my, uh, it's called my PR five step system. Uh, it's also known as uh, in, investing in the hood is another, uh, another topic for it or title for it. Um, but I walk a person through literally the steps that, that I take and still take every day on how to acquire property, 
what what to look for in some of these blighted areas and how to capitalize on uh, on the growth there and how to, how to tenant those properties, how to connect with uh, subsidized housing and things of that nature. Um, but literally a person, if they walk through that system, can can create on, on, the, on a minimum side uh, $250,000 in uh, increased net worth in, in 12 months or less. It, it happens. It happens for our students every day. That's beautiful. And a, what a great offering. And, uh, and then so before we close out, I'd love to ask, you know, how do you define a badass? Like, what do you what are the words you'd use or, or descriptor of of what is a badass to you? Uh, for me, I think a, a, a badass is somebody who can bounce back and make things happen. I mean, quite simply for me, I've I've had challenges, right? I've had major losses in my life. And I look back now and I think there are many people who faced similar things and, and never got up, right? They never, they never did anything beyond their previous experience. But a badass is somebody who, regardless of what comes in their space, regardless of what challenges they have to deal with, regardless of the blows that might literally knock them down, they pop back up and say, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this thing again. And they make things happen over and over every day. And so that, that's a badass. And I want to thank you, Kareem, for being the <laughs> badass that you are. <laughs> and uh, just, just for allowing me to share my journey. It's a, it's a beautiful journey to share. And it's my honor to have you on the show. And I really appreciate your time today. And I know our listeners are going to benefit from not only hearing this, but also connecting with you and learning more about how they can get into action towards that life that they desire in that real estate arena. So thank you so much, Kito, for being on today. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. The pleasure has been mine. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.